Ayo, welcome to the Make a Moves of Map podcast, hosted by your boy Matt, a young buck on a mission to visit every country in the world. I am currently 45 countries deep, subject to change, but whatever. Come listen as I talk to some really awesome and inspiring people about all things Make a Moves. Welcome, let's get it. All right, what is up, everyone? It's your boy Matt here. Are we on another season? I think yes. So all y'all that thought this is a one-and-done kind of thing, you really thought. Season 2, starting now. As we mentioned, this podcast is about anything and everything about making moves. So, I figured to start my Season 2, I have a guest with whom helped me start Season 1. So, someone who's actually sitting right next to me on the couch... With whom do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Hi, everybody. Um, it's nice to be back on here again. Uh, my name is Pearly. For those of you that don't know, I was the start of season one, as in episode one, because I am also Matt's most convenient guest. I would say we're together 24-7 all day, every day, because I'm his girlfriend. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for having me. And fun fact, this is our, what, third attempt of recording this episode within like the span of half a year, I would say. Like- yes. So we were recently in Guatemala and tried to record. Um, and and this we- was in September. Yeah. I think we did record a little, but then it was like a rainy season. So it was too loud with the rain. So we decided to bag it. And then we tried again somewhere else. Montenegro. Montenegro. What was Which this year? October or November? November. What was this year? Um, we had a phone interview with a pet sitter. Um, a pet sitting assignment. So we had to cut that one short as well. We plan to continue that conversation like another day, but I don't think you could really just like cut off a conversation and resume it at a later Exactly. Point. I think that the, we got like 50 minutes or 40 minutes in the one and we wanted yeah. to anchor an hour, but then we decided we don't, it's been so long. So we decided to re record it. So this is our third country that we're going to try to re record it. Where are we now? We are now in Japan. It is. One day away from February, or actually two days away. So we made an attempt in September, an attempt in November, and now almost February. So that's how yeah. long this episode. roll of twos, right? Every two months. So here we are. So yeah, for this season, one of the things I would like to focus on, or for more future seasons, is to really pick a country and dive into that country. I don't want, you know, going for five days a week. Well, maybe, but I want really someone who spent time in a country and has seen what that country has to offer in terms of food, views, interacting with the locals, everything about that country. So today we're going to talk about a country with which we have both spent extensive time in, I would say um, just under a year, correct? If not a year? Yeah, like August to July, pretty much like 11 months. All right, so what country is it? Drum roll, please. It is... Turkey. Turkey. So what, is, what might other people know this country as if they don't know that it's actually called Turkey, which is a newer development in English? They have just declared this country called that in English, I think, in the last two years. Yes, it's no longer spelled or pronounced like the bird, Turkey. Turkey. So right. that is technically <laughs> incorrect now. Um, I feel like... A- 90% of people don't know that, though. No, no, of course not. It, it's something... But check the, your Google Maps. Yes. You're right. <laughs> Google Maps has changed, and Google, everything about it, they have changed it to Turkey, which, good for them. You know, I think 
For me, one of the things I really don't understand about countries is how countries and cities translate to different languages. In my mind, it should be how it's pronounced in that language. Do you, do you disagree? No, I don't disagree. I, I, I think English, I mean, we're not the only ones guilty of it, but especially in English, some of the names have been butchered. How is uh, the city in Sevilla in Spain, how is that pronounced in English? Seville. Disgusting. <laughs> how is the country of Chile pronounced in English? Chile. Chile. Well, is that just like a common... Like the damn restaurant. Okay, what about like, you know, the city in Italy that is famous for its pizza? Oh, oh. That's like... A- <laughs> uh, it's also a city in Florida. Can you tell us what it is? It's not nipples. It's Naples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's Napoli in Italian. Which sounds way better than Naples. I don't know who said, yeah, let's call this city Naples, but whatever. We're getting a little sidetracked here, but back on it. Turkey. So that is who we're going to be chatting about today. Because that's the original pronunciation, right? Like that is, no, that's how it is in Turkish. Okay, okay. It's just recently they rebranded in English because I'm sure they're... They read all to their original name. Yeah, okay. so the English name is Turkey is, is the actual name. And I heard they're like in the process of Turkey Tur- um, changing Turkish Airlines, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, Turkey yeah. Airlines. Which good riddance. I mean, I think, you know, if, if I were a country that also happens to be, like, if, if your country's name in your native language is, like, a bird or a food in English, because English is, you know, the, the language that everyone will go to to mm-hmm. communicate with each other, you got to change it. Keep your original. You don't got to please the English speakers, so mm-hmm. keep the original. And also, one last side note. Do you know how to say Croatia in Croatian? No, I don't. Havartska. Okay. I don't know who looked at that and said this thing is called Croatia. Spanish, it's called Croatia. French, I think it's Croatia. So one of them said, yeah, we're going to call this Croatia. And the other one said, yeah, let, let's all take a variation of that. And I feel like sense. English does that with a lot of countries. Like when Montenegro was something else. Oh, Montenegro is what? Sarnagora? Sarnagora. Yeah, yeah. So who knows? Well, that's kind of different because... Like Montenegro is like Black Mountain and Trenagora is like Black Mountain in Montenegro. But still, keep it the same. Okay. It doesn't make sense. Now, yeah, let's <laughs> let's get back <laughs> to the country that we were trying to talk about in the first place. So yeah, Turkey. So before I had been before, and what's what ha- what brought us to this country? Like us deciding yes. to live there? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um so as some of you may know, Matt and I both met in South Korea teaching English. And we had, you know, met, started dating, and we ultimately decided we want to move to another country and teach English there. So, like, take the show on the road kind of thing. Um, South Korea was the first country, and then we'll choose another one afterwards. Um, So we kind of were flexible in terms of what country we would go to next, um, as long as, like, you know, I had good benefits, things like that. So I kind of spam sent emails to so many different job postings that I found, um, many, many different countries all over the world. And ultimately, we came to, down to the decision between Prague and Istanbul. And after weighing our options, we ultimately decided to go with Istanbul. I think the contract was better, the benefits were better. And Matt had been to both cities, both countries, and he himself decided... Oh, preferred Istanbul and I had never been to e- either country so I kind of like let him make the uh, final decision on it so yeah that's kind of how we ended up in Istanbul and we, we we arrived there so yes as Perlina mentioned I'd been there twice before and 
I really fell in love with it. You know, it's just a city that we will dive into, but it was just so different than any other European cities that I've been, different than, you know, the China, Korea, the Colombia, the place, other places that I've been. It's just, it really is a crossroads of the East and West. And, you know, being a, a Muslim majority country is one of my first experiences seeing mosques everywhere, which I, I cannot get enough of. So yeah, let's dive into this. So what did you previously know about Turkey and Turkey before? We had arrived. Other than me saying, yeah, it's cool. Um, Honestly, I knew close to nothing. I don't think I've ever even met a Turkish person. Not that I know of. Like, I don't think there's a huge Turkish population in the U.S. or at least not where I grew up or lived. Um, But yeah, I knew nothing. I didn't even know anyone really besides you that had visited, let alone like live there and knew a lot about the culture or what it was like to live there. Um, All I know is that it has really good food and that Istanbul is considered the largest city in Europe. So I had expectations for it to be, you know, super hustling, bustling, crowded, huge city. But other than that, like I had never been to an Islamic country before. I had never really stepped foot. I had never stepped foot in a mosque before. Um, so, yeah, I had like pretty much zero expectations. Yeah, which maybe, you know, it's for the better. You know, if you go somewhere without any expectations, then nothing needs to be met or satisfied for you to say, yeah, this was awesome. You know, you go in not knowing or expecting anything. And so they just see where the, the wind takes you. So we arrive in Istanbul, which again, not my first rodeo. I've been there two times before. It's only Istanbul. So this is my, you know, being in, to, I, I took um, a bus my first time in Turkey from Bulgaria to Istanbul. So I saw a little bit of the, you know, the West side of, turkey at that time but but really only istanbul so for you what were some of the initial impressions of of this city again you said you don't have any expectations so you are really going in from scratch so Mm -hmm. what did it look like what are some of the sounds and let's not talk too much about taxes because we always get caught up with that (laughs) but yes the city itself what did it look like and some initial reactions okay um so some just first impressions right off the bat um istanbul is an extremely hilly city which i guess in europe hilly cities are very common so it's not like it was so out of the blue crazy but yeah i would say hilly city um i noticed there were a lot of like japanese restaurants and they were like very very good japanese restaurants like i was very surprised i think that was one of our first meals (laughs) in istanbul it was a sushi or japanese restaurant and it really exceeded my expectations um And yeah, we won't get into this as much as we did in the previous times. But yeah, I would say it was a rude awakening with the taxis, especially since I had pretty much just come from living in Korea. Korea was like, you know, I guess second, my second time living abroad in another country for long term. And going from South Korea to Turkey, I think was a very, very like big contrast. So I think just me having... Just like pretty much those two countries that I lived long intensively abroad in, those were kind of what I had to go off of. And they were very, very, very different. So in a way, I couldn't help but, I don't know, compare a little bit between the two countries. Yeah. And uh, we'll just briefly with the taxis. Not that it's just a Turkey thing, because I've been in several Mm -hmm. countries that you don't take the taxis. And you definitely need to take the apps. Like, look. You know, in my 45 countries now, a big tip that I still get caught up in is looking at a country and figuring out what their rideshare services are. Because 
you know, just taxis have not been fun really anywhere in the world. Korea is okay, but you know, even the U.S., I would never take a taxi. You, there's always some some level of finesse, I feel like, in taxis. But Turkey, because we live there the longest, I think, well, well, you know, compared to the Korea in terms of the taxi culture that, you know, we saw more. But yeah, it's just not fun. So in terms of what what is the what are some of the big things that you would say that need to be hit in Istanbul that because it's a massive city. And, and before before we go into that, what's a good amount of time you would say that a tourist should spend in that city? In Istanbul. Yeah. Honestly, I have no idea because the city of Istanbul is so big. For those of you that don't know, it's a city that is in two continents, both Europe and Asia, divided by the Bosphorus Strait. And when people think of Istanbul, I think they think of the European part because that's where, you know, Hagia Sophia is, Blue Mosque is. The touristy stuff. Bazaar, Grand Bazaar. Um, that's where all the touristy historical stuff is. But really, Istanbul in the European part is only just like a small sliver of the entire city. Um, like I think like 90% of it is on the Asian side. And even us, we live there for nearly a year. I think we only touch scratch the surface of the city. And it's that's just massive. the city of it's, Istanbul. It's so big. It's like huge. Okay, but what about a time frame that you would say? For me, I would say at least like a week. Like, yeah, definitely. I feel like any any other of the cities, like Paris, I think you could say something like that, like a London, the big cities, but but this truly is something like that. Like you're not going to hit Istanbul in three days because, like Pearlie said, you know, the European, the Asian, they both have their own flair, and like while well, it's still Istanbul, but we spent. Remember, okay, we we went to in the north because Istanbul. So as Pearlie mentioned, it's on the Bosphorus Strait, but on top and the north side is the the um, Black Sea. Then the the south, which the Bosphorus uh, dumps into, is the Sea of Marmara. So there are two. Well, really, there's like four, maybe a ton of coastline because you got the north right. northwest being the Black Sea. Then you cross the Bosphorus. Then you got the northeast, still the Black Sea, but now you're in Asia. Then the south, west, southeast are two different coastlines of the Sea of Marmara. So remember, we went to a beach in the north, Chile. Wait, wait, was that was that in Asia or Europe? That was Asia. Asia. This was like in the cut, but it was still considered Istanbul. Like, yeah, it, it was, felt like a completely different city. Uh, not only a, like country, but then yeah. there are so many different climates in Turkey in general. But Istanbul, even just the city itself, it's like there are so many different climates. Like you feel like you're in a different yeah, like the country, which is crazy. That just shows how big it's, it's it is. It's massive, and and like there, like it really felt to me like visiting you in California, like. It felt like California, like, like it literally the highway. Like, it looked like yeah, that. That's what I thought, and it was. And like, no one would ever imagine Istanbul no. to look like that. But we did it. We did it. Do this like at the end. It was like, oh wow. But you know, but I knew there was the beaches, but it's never, it never struck me, because we were always focused on seeing other things, kind of thing. But yeah, massive. So, what are some of your favorite parts in Istanbul? Some places that you would recommend, touristy or not, doesn't matter. What are some of your hidden gems, or where that you would direct someone? Hey, I'm my first time in Istanbul. Um, I mean, I feel like once you go to Istanbul, you have to hit the touristy spots. Like that's one of the cities where I think you have to because there's so much history for one. Um, Hagia Sophia is a big one. I think you have to hit that. And then right next to Hagia Sophia, Blue Mosque. Right next to those mosques are Grand Bazaar. So I think those could be, you know, easy hits in a single trip, um, like a single visit. Um, other than that, I think there are so many food recommendations that we could give. I think you could go to Istanbul or Turkey purely 
for the food. Well, don't get ahead of yourself. Food is okay. coming out. We're okay, here with the sites right now. We are going to talk all okay, about Okay, we're just talking about sites. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then another site I would say um, was it Katakoi. Katakoi yeah, is nice. a big one. Um, that's on the Asian side. So we didn't get to go there as often as we wanted to just because it was on the literally another continent. It's so- and it's like, it's not like super easy to get there. Also, you know, traffic things in Istanbul. Um, another one I would say um, Emanonu, big one. Well, that's pretty much like the two mosques. Oh, yeah, well, that is. How would you describe it? It's like on the European side, but it's like another peninsula that juts out. Yeah, like you have to cross the Galata Bridge to get yes. there. Um, so yeah, it's like a whole other thing. Um, and I would say Taksim, touristy, and I think a lot of locals don't like Taksim, but I think that is something that you would need to hit if you were to go to Istanbul for the first time. Um, yeah, I would compare it to like, um, uh, so like a. Saks Fifth Avenue, Saks Fifth Avenue, Oxford Street, London. Like even like uh, uh, Times Square, kind of in the sense that it's just where, yeah, very touristy and you know overpriced stuff like that. But it's still a cool place to just stroll to see. Like mm-hmm. again, a ton of tourists, but it's more like just it's a really cool area. This is where they have the um, the traditional the red trolley, the red tra- the tram, trolley tram, uh, which are still operational. Which I think if people do know a little bit about Istanbul if they do think about the city. They think of taxi, I think. They have that image in their mind. Exactly. The red tram with the shops and everything beside Super it. Cool. And then I think it's a fun night to go out as well. Just yeah, really go bar hopping. Go bar hopping because it's just all these, I mean, you can just go, if you, I think it's better, honestly, if you go without a plan because just turn left, turn right, wherever you want to go, any of these side alleys, mm-hmm. it's like you know, a chillion little, little bars and, you know, a little Georgia restaurant was up in there. <laughs> And we had this one spot. Um, yeah, our trip. Uh, oh, Zubie, Zubie. Yes, which we'll talk about through. But just it's just a fun, fun area, really. And for me, some of my my, so we lived in like a wealthier area, and um, Bebek, which means baby in Turkish, on the water. So we were near the waterfront, and it was just just really cool, just like an, a cool hip area, a little you know higher end, but just the water because a- anywhere in in Istanbul you are. If you're near the water, you should see the other side. Like it's it's right there. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like seeing these big ferries pull up, and uh, it's just it's really cool if you're big into like waterways because it's there's it's not it's not far to water like really anywhere in that city. Um, for me, I really like Balat. So in mm-hmm. um, Emanono as well, being you know it's a very conservative area, but they have like the colored houses and just one of our favorite breakfast spots is there. And yeah, it's just a really Really cool area. Any any other big ones that you want to bring bring some attention to? I mean, I guess we could mention Chile. Like I thought that was a pleasant surprise, which is what the we mentioned before about the beach beaches. Yeah, which coast. you need a car to get there because we public it's super cool. Yeah, that's the thing. So we we did rent a car, and if you rent a car, I think you should if you come to Turkey, but do not do it in Istanbul because the traffic is crazy. Like I thought, LA. And the Washington D.C. metropolitan area was bad, but but Istanbul is always always yes. oh, so there's always on. traffic. Like especially remember, like if we wanted to go meet friends or something on the Asian side, well, you better hope it's not on like a, a rush hour day because in itself it can take some time. It's not a hard route. It's just mm-hmm. the crossing the bridge from Europe and Asia. That's just so much congestion, and it's and taxis don't usually want to take you also they well, don't want to cross yeah. the bridge that's like a whole other thing it's a whole thing but whatever so 
yeah, before we move on, because Istanbul being the big touristy part, I really want to focus on some other areas that maybe people don't know about or have not really or planned, you know, if they come to Turkey. So do you have any other big things with Istanbul before we move on? Um, I'm really sure what, the, what else. Oh, also, you know, a lot of people, I think when you look at pictures of Istanbul, not you probably, there's like a generic photo is all like the big touristy stuff. But if you want to see like some uber modern, like skyline area, the the Levant area is like mm-hmm. you know the financial district. Yeah, which yeah. I think in Europe it's usually the preservation of the old, like you know Germany, France, and there are some places that do have like the the skyscrapers, but not like like this really felt like you know the U.S. or something. Yeah, and, with like the big yeah skyscraper. I'm a big skyscraper man, so it, it's a really cool skyline, and you know some you know where where we lived, uh, there's a hotel called the Meridian, which awesome view if you go up there for. Um, sunset the bar the price has gone up but beautiful sunset you got the whole asian side the european and just like the the skyline so i'm mm-hmm. a really big big uh big skyline guy now yeah let's move on to i think a place that consensus probably our, our favorite place that we visit in terms of beauty you want to take us to uh where we're going next uh is it trabzon i that's mine <laughs> that's not yours yeah it's and so the, the city the region and trabzon where is that for those who do not know anything about this place? Because we had never heard of it, you know? So what is it? So it is on the Black Sea. It is, I would say, northeast Turkey, right? Um, so, yeah, it takes a plane ride to get there from Istanbul. But super, super beautiful. No one would ever imagine the climate or the landscape of what Trabzon would look like if they were to think of Turkey. Which, tell us why. Because if you tell people you're going to Turkey, <laughs> okay, what do you think the American... I'm not going to say Europeans because Europeans are closer, but, yeah. but especially to say Americans from what we know. If you say Turkey, Turkey, what what do they think? Or what are some dumb questions you got? Stuff like that. Well, I feel like I can only speak with, um, for, you know, Americans just because I think America is so far away from Turkey. I guess that's why. But also, like I said before, I never really met a lot of Turkish people. I don't know where the Turkish population in the U.S. is, but I don't think it was where I was. But in general, I would say... Americans know little to nothing about Turkey, and if they do, they think they know it. And so, what what what's their image? Like deserts, sand, camels, camels. You know, like desertists. Yeah, like I think geographically it is. Well, I guess you know whatever you uh, define as the Middle East, but it is you know border next to the countries that people think of as the Middle East, and you know some place that might have some some desert vibes and. But it's not next to Saudi Arabia or, you know, the, the actual Middle East mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, this is deserty as hell. But Even the climate, like the climate isn't no, it's not like what you would imagine the Middle so, either. Going with that, the Trabzon is what? Well, what does that area look like? Because to shatter the, the preconceived notions of people thinking it's a desert. I mean, Istanbul clearly is not a desert and it doesn't. There's nothing there that resembles a desert. But mm-hmm. what is the Trabzon? So Trabzon, I would say you could compare it to like the Swiss Alps. Like that's how mountainous lush green foresty the climate there is and not only that it's on the black sea like we said so you see like you know the water views and everything you just get like all of the best parts of these different landscapes into one city or town so yeah. it's so beautiful it's incredible like we we stayed on a, a beautiful airbnb on the water we saw dolphins remember yeah black sea dolphins and just the black sea itself was beautiful it's not like motor oil or tar being called black sea but it is beautiful and as pearly mentioned we 
you know, the, the, the mountains, we rented a car, which if you're going to come traps on, you have to do it. I don't know why you would go there if you didn't, because I don't know how. I don't know what the bus system is like or. Yeah, because I mean, I think Trabzon is a place where it is like uh like a Yellowstone in the sense you drive in and you just drive. Mm-hmm. You know, there are sites, but a lot of what we saw in Trabzon is pull over. Oh, my God, look at that. Look at this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't if you were in a bus for one, I don't know the routes, but two. You're not going to pull over, right? Yeah. So you you have to rent a car. It's a no-brainer. And yeah, so we went to just into the mountains and incredible snow-topped mountains, forested mountains, just the the lush like Pacific Northwest vibes. Not that I've been there, but it rains and it just it keeps with the, the yeah. Vibes. It's like a national park, but it's not because everywhere just looks like that. It was it's, it's incredible. So. What we went to, remember we went to Rumele, or not Rumele, uh, what's it called? Sumela um, Monastery. Uh-huh. So it's a monastery on what? The side of a mountain. I don't even know how to like explain what this looks like. Like it's literally like, I don't even know how to explain it again. <laughs> I mean, okay, it's for, for those of y'all that don't have a tar the last year, <laughs> the air nomads lived in like these like temples and stuff that were like carved into the mountains and stuff. That's what this looked like. Yeah. You didn't watch that show. It doesn't matter. I'll just explain it anyways. But it's literally like hanging off the side of a mountain, which is like scary to construct. I don't know who did that or how they did that. But beautiful. And especially if you got a drone like your boy flying around the side. Ooh. Right. It was so beautiful. Then we drove to um, Homsakoi, which is what? A yaila, pretty much like a very well-known yaila, and it is the what home. is a yaila? I don't even. Ha- I didn't explain a yaila. What is? Uh- I think like a little like if you imagine like the little collection, like a little village in the Swiss Alps, like those days. I think there's a term. But it's like there must be. It's not like a valley, but who knows what it is? But but it's like surrounded by the surrounding mountains. It's like yeah. in a valley in that sense. And um, what what is this? Is a town? Yeah, a very rural town. Um, home of suit watch which we didn't know but we tried it for the first time when we went there and that was the first time we had suit lodge, but that was by far the best one i think i've had and what is suit lodge? suit lodge is like a rice pudding a cold rice pudding which i don't really know how else to explain it's so that but it's so good and it's not like other rice puddings you might have it's like so creamy and that's uh, yeah, the caramelized on top, right? Isn't it? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. It's so good, and this this little town, which how many people think live there? Like a thousand. Like it's really. It was small. so small, yeah. And it's just this is where it was born, and we just, um, you know, shout out our Turkish friend Esras. She sent us to the spot, and it's just a beautiful, like, quaint mountainside, the Isla Village kind of thing, and it's just like they're so isolated, and you know, if you if you guys ever have the chance to go to, you know, these uber isolated places it's just so cool because it's just a tr- like a tra- not traditional we'll say like a simple way of living really yeah, they're, they're yeah. so removed from cities and stuff and super nice and yeah awesome so but yeah talk about Hamsakoi, you know just being so isolated and i think it they probably don't get a lot of foreigners <laughs> let alone maybe turks but because it is so out there in the cut you know isolated hard to get to kind of thing so we had a little funny experience, uh, Pearly, if you want to take it away. Well, just to show like how rural and isolated these, I guess, local people are, we were driving around in our car, I think looking for like the highest viewpoints and, you know, looking lost and 
probably going into people's private property. I'm sure their driveways and, and they're stuff. just like watching us. Like, why are these random people driving up on our yard? But yeah, so we drove up, I guess, to this one woman's house, or she was walking down the street. I don't know, but as soon as we passed by her, she looked. I think we asked her a question. Did we roll down? Well, it was very because again, the no English, the Turkish. I think. I don't know if we were going to say sorry or something because we, we knew we were on her like property. It was either like, oh. We rolled down the window and we were about to say something, either asking for directions or saying sorry. And the first thing she does is point at me smiling. And she says, Sheen, which means <laughs> Chinese in Turkish. And that's the only thing she said. But like the biggest <laughs> smile on her face, like, oh, like, she was she. excited. Like I'm the only, I'm the first ever asian person she's ever seen. i genuinely believe that to be true i really do because she's only seen them on tv maybe because it well again the isolate like we are out there like this, yeah, is, this is a remote village like you feel like you're 500 years ago when you're in this village well talk about like somewhere in the u.s like you're just like i mean out my way like like in in rural when i have it like when i have farmland but just like in the mountain of like west virginia or something or like with you out in the rockies it's it's very isolated where Think of like Mongolia, you're... Yeah, because this town, I mean, everything is self-sustaining, I'm sure. I'm sure it's the little doctor there, the little pharmacy, where they're not going elsewhere. It's just everything you need is in this town. And I genuinely believe that <laughs> you're probably the only Asian person she has seen. And I feel like what you said, it's like seeing Asians on TV and then seeing one in, in the flesh. Like, oh, cheap. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was just so funny. It was... It was it was very random because that was like the only thing and we understood that because the other thing she said in Turkish it was like uh, before moving from Trabzon I wanted to give a little story we went to um, another place you have to go in the Trabzon area called Lake Uzambul which is just a beautiful lake like in the mountains so we as we went to the car we were driving we were trying to get to the top of like a mountain to get these views of the lake and just the surrounding area scariest drive I've ever <laughs> been a part of and it was these, you know, hairpin turns, no guardrails. And when cars would come past, like you really had to like maneuver. It, it was just terrifying. Some of the roads, not the best. It had just snowed a little, so a little bit of ice. And like, I'm just trying to focus on us not dying. While Pearly's over here, just trying to fire up Abba, asking me <laughs> what I want. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I'm trying to keep us alive. And I don't think per Pearly understand, understood the magnitude of what, we what was occurring. <laughs> which i don't get but you got anything to add there you're just gonna say you're looking for i don't know maybe it was just ignorance of being a passenger oh, i guess it was terrifying so so much so that remember we got to like maybe i don't know how high up we got but we were f freaking high where if you fall on them you're you're donezo but we made it to some like little overlook and there is like this car of ukrainians that asked us like yo would you guys go up the top and i said uh -uh, i'm not going up like we i can't do it i'm really scared and Dude. going down, going down, going up was scarier, but going down because going down is scary too. It's like sliding. But it was more for me, like the, like the how much acceleration do I put? I don't know. Going up, yeah. I did not like that. But going down because the mountain was like on the right side, where that's where if you fall, you fall. But oof, crazy. So Trabzon, incredible area. Now mm. let's move on to the next thing because I just want to touch some major parts, honorable mentions. That I don't want to get into this food because woof. Cappadocia. Everyone, when you think of Turkey, you think of Istanbul, I think you think of Cappadocia, which is, what is the big thing there? The hot air balloons. Let's get into it. So I went three times. Pearly went 
two, both with me. But my sister came to visit and we went on our own. And, I wasn't invited. Well, I don't know about that. But yeah, <laughs> so three times and I would keep going. But it's an incredible place. And yeah, I don't know if you all have seen like hot air balloons. Like I, I've seen, you know, the straggler. I mean, I've never been to like the New Mexico or the whatever. When you think of hot air balloons, it's it's Cappadocia. Yeah, from what I know. And what did you like? Okay, tell us, tell us, the, tell them the the blunder we made when we pulled up to Cappadocia. Okay, well, I guess this is our ignorance. I don't know if everyone else knew this except for us, but the hot air balloons in Cappadocia, they only go up at sunrise. So little did we know. I thought we we thought we could just pull up to Cappadocia whenever we wanted, and they would just be up twenty four seven. I think that's what I thought. Like I, I thought, thought that too. They'd be up like all day, and like no matter what, we would look up and they would be there. And that's that was our ignorance. Um, they only go up at sunrise. But um, to be fair, like the videos and pictures that you see on Google, I mean, you don't know that that's eight in the morning or you know the crack of dawn or sunrise. Yeah. If it doesn't show like the darkness of sunrise, if it's the sun's up, how would we know? So I'm not gonna blame like. I don't think that was us being like silly because, you know, if you see a photo and the sun has been up because the balloons are still up there, how would we know that sunrise? You know what I mean? I guess this, I'm, there I'm was no way of us. Yeah, that we would know unless we like were hot air balloon experts, which we had never seen any like before, like what we said. Yeah. So. So, okay. Well, what is the geography like of, of Cappadocia? So Cappadocia is the region, not the town. The town that we went to is Gordemet and you fly into Kayseri or... Uh, Nefsha here. So Cappadocia is like the region, which I didn't know either. I thought that was the town. But yeah, so what what is the geography of this area? Because this maybe is more, now we're shifting gears completely different than Trapsa. Yeah, so I would say like Reme, the town that you do see the hot air balloons is completely different than any town you would ever see. It's so like preserved. It looks like, I don't know how to explain it, almost like Tatooine, <laughs> not Tatooine, but kind of, but like with caves and the chimneys, like the hoodoos, like yeah. like Bryce Valley, exactly. Like I was gonna say, um, almost like where you do go to see the balloons, like the Love Valley area, it's kind of like Grand Canyon, but not red, you know, sand colored. Yeah, it's like that's kind of what the climate is there, the landscape, and it's it's awesome. I mean, and it snows there too, which I yeah. would so cool if we had been there in the winter, but freezing. I can speak for myself, and I think you would agree. I had no interest or, you know, inclination to do the balloons. I mean, I didn't really either. It was just cool to see them, I think. I'm scared of heights. And yeah, I guess I'm scared of heights, too. I'm not, like, craving to go. Just, like, skydiving, bungee jumping. Those are never things that I would ever initiate. Yeah, like, like someone would have to drag me off. <laughs> also, remember, like the week that we were gonna go, where we booked the tickets to go. You know, unfortunately, two Spanish tourists had died from um, the landing, mm-hmm. which I don't even know how to imagine. Like, they didn't fall. I think it was the landing was so rough because there could be freak winds and stuff, and that further yeah. solidified. Like, yeah, no, not going there. But I think it's better from the ground, anyways. You know, granted, I can't speak for both experiences, but it's a magical experience mm-hmm. and. We found we met what was it? we met some friend we stayed at a hostel we met some some friends who gave us a a coordinate to yeah. where to go watch the balloons shout out Rochelle if you're listening <laughs> Aussies but what was it like like the moment like explain the morning because what time do we have to wake up what, what, yeah all that stuff well since the balloons go up at sunrise we still had to make our way there it was like what a twenty to twenty five minute walk to the area so we had to like wake up 
when it was still pitch black dark and what it was like 4 30 a.m or something like that because we did have to make this walk to the area and be there before sunrise so we could see the balloons like you know light up get up and rise um so yeah it was kind of like going on a little hike we had to have our you know iphone flashlights out we couldn't see anything it was freezing what was it october november this high 20s yeah because it was in the middle of the night and you know desertous climates it's freezing at night um so yeah that's what that was like we got there and you know it was amazing it looks like little fireflies because there's so many hot air balloons we're basically like at the top of some peak and the balloons are at the bottom of the valley and you see them getting ready like they're lighting the fires and you just see like little glimpses blinking lights of these balloons and it's still dark so it literally looks like little fireflies and then you know they start to go up like one by one and it's just a super magical experience. Like as touristy as Cappadocia is, it is touristy for a good reason, I would say. And there's no experience like it, especially if you've never experienced something like this before. It's incredible. I mean, I just I think you're like when you go there, first off, we'll have to put in the coordinates of the spot because this was we were like the only ones there. It, the, there's an area where all the tourists go, which I can't even imagine, like, because you can see them across the valley, like, mm-hmm. so many people. And if you want shots of, you know, you up close kind of thing, this is where you go. But just the moment in the pitch black when you see that first flicker, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, God, that's a believer. Like, oh, my God. But then remember when they start getting, like, there was, yeah, but like, remember, like, they start lighting, and then you just fully understand how big that balloon is. Mm-hmm. I feel like, but a little word of advice, because when I went the second time with my sister, the, the conditions have to be perfect. And that's why they do the sunrise, because I think the conditions the are wind. best there. Or something. But And also, it depends on the route that they take. That depends on the weather yes. as well. So you never know what you're going to get when you go to Cappadocia yeah. to see the balloons. And you just have to check on there's an app, or not an app, there's a website, mm-hmm. because they don't go up. Every, if, if there's a, any issues with the wet, they're not going up. So my sister and I, and, and, and with that, I would book at least three days there just in case. Well, I think three days is good anyways there because, you know, there's a open air museum. It's incredible and whatever. But just in case. creates your chances. Yeah, exactly. See the balloons. It's like the Northern Lights. Like, exactly. you never know. And never know. I, that's why we were so lucky the first visit we went to Cappadocia because because we didn't know they only go up at sunrise. We, we only actually stay there for one morning. So that was our only yeah. chance. And luckily, we, we saw it. My sister is two times of cancellation. So we had, had to three extend. More we had to extend for it, yeah. Which, and then I've been, like I said, three times. Every time it's just more incredible because the the second and third without parley, they took a route where I felt like I could touch a balloon. They pull up to you, and I had I posted this photo, which not like people liked it, which I don't understand because I thought this is the best photo I've ever been. Go like his photo. Yeah. <laughs> he talks about it to because the day. balloon was right on me. Like this was <laughs> all right. So let's move on to. Um, I want to talk a few more areas. A little honorable mention before the food. But the Mediterranean coast, the the Aegean Sea, this is the part of Turkey that I think also brings a lot of tourists because this is the west, southwest, and you know this is the whole Mediterranean. Let's talk about it. We, we, we've seen a few places here, and for me, it's it's incredible. Some of the best beaches, the colors of the water. Um, we went to a city called Kosh, which for me yeah. is love, 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 love this place. Um, Antalya, amazing. Cheshme, but so let's go into what, what are some of this, which, which I feel like if you look at like the foreigner thinking of Turkey, especially Americans, 
They're not thinking of the beach vibes. But I mean, it's right next to Greece and all the other places that you might think beach vibes. But this is a larger coastline, I'm sure. Well, like even more so, like a huge coastline. Like, yeah, it's just so low key. Again, this is just people's lack of knowledge about the country of Turkey in general, I think. They don't think of the massive Mediterranean coastline, not even the Mediterranean coastline, but like it has well, many coastlines that, yeah. of so many different water bodies of water. Um, and yeah, everyone thinks of Mediterranean, like France, Italy, Greece, but they don't think of Turkey, which honestly could be kind of like a blessing in disguise because, you know, you don't get the touristy prices, you don't get the touristy crowds, but you still have an equal amount of beauty, if not more, maybe. I'd say more. Maybe like more. Because we went to Positano in the summer, which ramp and you could not appreciate you know i had the drone flying up which is awesome but like from our vantage because it was ram with the tourists like completely obliterated it was experience. and it was what 20 euros for like to go into it or something for a, a chair remember it's a chair yeah for a chair 20 euros per person and it's not even like a nice no it was, a it was like it's like a rammed beach too like it's not going to be a pleasant experience in the summer but you know kosh you get like a whole lounge, you get an umbrella, you get a bed for like the lowest of the lows. And it just makes a huge difference when you don't have all of these crowds and prices and yeah. And incredible. Yeah, just, incredible. We did do you remember we did in Kosh? So Kosh is like southwest, but I don't I don't really know how to describe like how far down, but there's a Greek island that's right because there are many Greek islands that are up on the Turkish coast because I think Greece has like all the islands. Turkey doesn't really. But you can see a Greek island there, which is cool to be like, yo, Greece is right there. But we did a boat tour for a very good price. And it was awesome. It was apparently. OK, so we, we got like day beds and really, really good price. Yeah, for a whole day bed. A whole day bed on a boat. For like eight hours. Which is like awesome. That. And we kept pull- the, the water for one is crystal clear. Beautiful colors, incredible. Can't can't speak enough about that. And you would pull off in different parts to go like snorkeling and stuff. And didn't see a ton of fish though. I don't. I guess this area not of fish. I don't know. But just so cool. You can see for so far. And me, like I'm not a big water man, but I think because me, like thinking like oh Mediterranean, like not a lot of sharks here, if any kind of thing. Like I want to be swimming a lot. And so apparently, you know, over California, like oh this big water girl, the hell she is. She stayed on the boat like the whole time and she got sick of all the stuff. For me, it's like, oh, hell yeah. Let's I don't go, like deep water. I'm not a big fan. I'm not a I big get that, but you can see the bottom. Like, it's like 20. I know, I times. get it, but I have like a fear of putting a mask on and going underwater. Like, she was I, I forget how to breathe. Like, I, I don't know. I become conscious of my breathing and then I think I just freak out because I feel like, oh, if I breathe wrong, I'm going to drown. So that's yeah, my well, fear. I, I just... can't do snorkeling, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it's like okay, I'm not a strong swimmer, and I'll be the first to admit that. But it's like, I like okay, little side note in Egypt, but like Pearly is the one who needed like the life jacket. For me, it's like I'm gonna do it. Like I'm gonna be like you know out here. And so again, she was just getting to just stay in this day, uh, sun bed where I was like, yo, you trying to swim? No, we were done that. Like I'm jumping off the boat. I'm gonna, like, I go, enjoy bro. the views from the boat yeah. as well, and I did go in. I did it all. Yeah, <laughs> but I was a really really happy we did that experience because it was just a really cool boat we got the food up on there and just you know skirting around that we went to remember the turkish island um well, i'm a john blake yeah um, i forgot the name we're gonna have to put that in there but it's, it's, it's so just, beautiful what is it called it's uh a really beautiful island which keep talking about it while i find it, it was oh kokoba kokoba oh okay Kikoba island which is oh my god it's just 
how you describe this. It's this little island right off the coast of Kosh, which it has these old style houses. And oh, it was like so awesome. I wish we stayed there. Like, it's just. It looks like out of a fairy tale, like a movie. I don't know. Flowers, I still didn't see. The... Yeah. Oof. Incredible. And the water, right? Yeah. What We went to a beach called Kaputach, mm-hmm. which. Beautiful. It looks like milky blue. Like, it's white. It didn't even look real. It, it was real. You, okay, so it's like Turkey, like on this coast, it's like the PCH, Pacific Coast Highway, but it's like the Mediterranean Coast Highway where it's just like you're on like a mountain. You're, you're elevated. You're not, yeah, you're not down yeah. on the water. And every time, if you're on the right side, you're going, I guess you're going uh, south. I don't know. So if you're going west? Whatever. Or I'm whatever. directionally in charge <laughs> right now. But every time like it's just the water and then the little inlets was just oh my god look at the colors now yeah. and just this kaputash which is literally an inlet you have to like walk down like the side of the cliff and but from the top it is so beautiful so like beautiful. it didn't even look real it's like i feel like the pictures that you see on google i feel like nowadays you got to be you know wary of like is this ai is this you know <laughs> um saturated this was like with my own eyes it's like this is like the most saturated looking Thing like that the bluest waters I've ever seen, I've ever but seen. also super milky white. So it's like it was, colors I've never seen didn't in make water sense. before. It was beautiful, incredible. Now, um, yeah, the Mediterranean just an amazing, amazing place. Antalya was awesome, just hot as hell. We went in June, and that was dumb hot. What one hundred one five or something? Where you know we were some some locals, uh, our friends, go come shout out. Just it was like. You had to stay inside during the day. Yeah. Like we did what a 10 minute walk to a cafe and that was hell. Nasty. I mean, you wake up early to go swimming, which we did. Yeah, and, you have to. It's an awesome place. I'll tell you, just this whole area is just such a beautiful place. So we will move on to our next city uh, location. So Pearly and I, we did um, a little, not a road trip, but we went to three different cities uh, in the south of Turkey. We did, we had a, this is a one-week holiday, and we went to the three cities of Gaziantep, Mardin, and Diyarbakir. So, yeah, these are really cool places. Um, Gaziantep is actually known as like the food capital of of Turkey. So it was a really, really cool place. Um, the food we were eating pretty good there. Eh? Yeah, super duper good. And I feel like Turkey in general, Turkey. The whole country in general is known for its food, but for a city to be known as the food capital of a pretty much food country, I think that says something. And it really did deliver based on our visit there. Yeah. So we'll get into food right after these cities, but the city itself, how would you describe what it looks like? It's kind of like an oldish style. It has, um, I don't know, because being in the South, it is more like the, the barren yeah, more of the desertous climate yeah. where it's drier, a little bit warmer. I mean, we were there in like November though, so I guess it wasn't that warm, but But still I can imagine being hot as hot as everything, you know, yeah. in the summer. But it was they have a really cool fort and you know, it's just it's a cool place. And in terms of the food, not to get into the specific yet, but we have remember there are districts there where it's just we called it our own self-proclaimed meat districts, meat streets, because they were just cooking outside on the fire, the grill, and it's just the whole street was up in smoke. And it was a really cool experience where it's literally just 
stalls upon stalls of people firing up their meats and you could smell it from a mile away and see it from a mile away and i don't know i just i really thought that was a pretty cool thing because it was just like one big outdoor like barbecue you know what i mean yeah it's this very specific type of cuisine in turkey in general the um stone fire grill that's what ojak basu that's the name of the zubier like that's yes. that's one of those so it is like a very specific kind of restaurant or a specific way of to cook meat because meat is like so huge in turkey cuisine in general um so yeah so this street was like a single street but every single restaurant next to each other had that open grill so it's like barbecue 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 pretty much from afar you could see like the smoky meats coming out yeah and when you're just like meat hopping really just between the stuff yeah, we did i definitely recommend anyone who will get to add this city to your itinerary even i mean for the touristic side there isn't a ton to do there in the city itself but in terms of the eating like it's just i mean you gotta go it's, you could go there just for the food dogs gotta eat out there you know yeah. I mean? so it's it's crazy so the next city we went to we took a bus to one of my faves to be honest uh the city of Mardin, which yeah, how would you describe what Martin looks like? It, it's it's also a magical place. Well, it's just a place I've never seen before. Like, would it? How do you describe it? Because it's kind of like on a hill, so it makes for that like crazy view that you could see from afar of these little stone houses stacked upon each other. That's kind of what it was, yeah. and they were all like little caves. Like yeah, we stayed like cave, like, cave houses. Yeah. yeah, it was like everything's made of stone, rock. It reminded me of going out west towards like uh, New Mexico or Arizona, like the the cave villages, the Native Americans that they that they had kind of thing. And it's just it looks like cave or like mud style houses. And it's just it's such a cool place. It's kind of surreal because when you look at it, it almost looks like like it's artificial that it was made for tourists, where in reality, it's like this has been a village that's been there for God knows how long. It just mm-hmm. it, it you really feel like you're taking a step back in time and. You know, this, there's a lot of places where cars, well, they can't go because they physically, like, can't go. You know what I mean? Like, it's like these tight roads and windy, and it is like a hill. And on a clear day, you can see Syria. You know, you're on yeah. the Syrian border, which for me is awesome. Whenever you can see another country, I think it's pretty, pretty sick. But it was just so cool. And, you know, with the drone, got some cool shots. It's just like, again, like you said, just the this village on, like, a... A hill, a hillside. It's like they literally built society from the land. They like used the stone, the exactly. rock that was on the land, and they built a building of it. This kind of I would it. say it was more like a Tatooine than a Cappadocia. Like it literally, like the houses, the style was like the square cave house. Yeah, like the like, simple looking houses. Yeah, and that that's what Martin is, and it, it's truly. I don't. Know, for me, it's a very magical place because it's like I've never seen anywhere in the world like this, and mm-hmm. just. I don't know, like, I feel like this area, what kind of was like the, the, you know, the preconceived image you would have of Turkey, like this kind of style with, you know, near what looks kind of like a desert barren landscape, but just this little village that pops up with all the, you know, these cave houses. And if you guys go there, you have to do, you know, Airbnb or something in a cave style house, which is really cool, cool experience. And I'm sure as you all can guess we are eating good there as well and i don't know i thought it was, I thought it was a really really cool place yeah yeah really good and then we went to we rented a car and remember we drove to 
I'm really drawing a blank on it was uh the castle in the middle of the- yeah the gorge it was um we'll just check up on that one but it was <laughs> it was a gorge that you know is it's really pretty it's kind of like a smaller version of the Grand Canyon you know it's a yeah. river that weaved through it you we took a little boat and remember there was a underwater mosque that the water had taken over or something yeah 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 super cool and you could see the minaret still sticking up out of the water yeah, it was it was really really cool. Um, I definitely recommend going there. It was oh, how how fate how which I do not remember. Oh, Sa- Salirifa, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the the gorge out there. And so if you can rent a car and go there, I'm not sure about the public transport, but it was really really worthwhile. Now, and we saw that like um ancient city that was that Halfati. Oh, that was Halfati. Oh yeah, 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 oh, yeah, that, yeah. That, I think so, right? Yeah, yeah, where it was like a preserved ancient city that was still there. Still, yeah, yeah, from again a long time. That was a really cool place. I mean, we that was really, really cool. yeah, yeah. We did like a little boat boat tour of that. So then it took us to uh, Diyarbakir, which was the last stop on this um, this trip, and this was the Kurdish area. You know, Turkey has a large Kurdish population, and yeah, it was pretty cool. Just you know, there. It was kind of a break from listening to Turkish. Not, no, I'm not saying it's like a, <laughs> love it. I'm saying, but it was like an interesting like. You're still in the same country, still but same you're country. still you're exactly. in. It was like in Canada, the French Canada, or some other countries where they have the different languages. So it's like, oh, that's not really Turkish. So that's you know Kurdish. <laughs> so we had some cool. I don't know. Remember we had like an almond coffee or something. Pistachio. Pistachio coffee. coffee. It was cool. Yeah, it was cool. There's like a black mosque and. It's just, it's just interesting because, again, like you're saying, it's a world within Turkey that's not like Turkish. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're Kurds. So, all right. Now, before we switch into food, I just want to talk briefly about some honorable mentions of some of the other awesome places we went. Um, Pamukkale. Yeah. Honorable mention, indeed. Um, you know, when people think of Turkey, I think this is another big one that people think of when they think of Turkey. Eh? Um, you know, the white travertines with the crystal light blue waters and you could swim in them and everything although that was not exactly what we saw granted we went in the winter time i don't know if it's different but but still it it seems that either the photos that you see are uber saturated which i believe but also it's It's what you're down you know and this is these like salt flat these travertines where you could, you're you're not allowed to walk up on your shoes, which we went in what what month did we go? February. February. So it was damn cold. Yeah, like our feet were numb, feet freezing because the water is cold. It's not hot springs. Like well, one part was like it was. lukewarm, yeah, it was. but it was it was pretty treacherous. And because this place is so Instagram mobile, I guess <laughs> is that a word? Um, people will not obey like the rules so the stepping on the stuff and it's just it's sad and the security guards didn't and they, they don't, they don't give a damn well, so. and it's just like the You're place has been it. yeah damaged and run down where what the pictures once were i mean you're gonna get to saturate your photo and create what's actually not the reality to be mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it was still cool but it definitely wasn't like what we had anticipated which i feel like nowadays anytime you see a photo you really have to you know take a Take a second to... You got a second guess? Yeah, the like authenticity of like the photo, that, yeah. Still pretty cool. Still worth it. You know, beautiful sunset we saw. And remember behind it, there are these old ruins, which... Yeah, the Greek ruins. That was We spent cool. the whole day there. We didn't even anticipate that. So that was a really... Cool... And there was another hot spring thing there, was. there too. Yeah. So that was kind of nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was pretty cool. Now, what about Ulada? Where is this? 
So this is near the city of Bursa, which is not too far away from Istanbul. I think you could just take a ferry. Um, so yeah, this is a city or town known for its skiing, snowboarding, basically winter activities because it's a gigantic mountain. Yeah, we we shredded shredded the gnar there. That was <laughs> first time. Skiing. My first time, my first and only time skiing. First. But yeah, super cool. You know, it was. I think a better mountainside for beginners, you know, wasn't crazy. You know, I have, you know, been around the block with the skiing, but I think for it as a starter, it, it was, it's quite good and you know, it's beautiful. I mean, but yeah, I feel like people probably don't think of Turkey, you know, with snow yeah, and skiing, yeah. right? Well, I think every time I tell people like, oh, I first learned how to ski in Turkey, they're like, oh, you could, you there's snow in Turkey? I think literally we had that conversation with Meg last week. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, um, yeah, it actually has everything in that country. And yes, you can ski there, which, yeah, crazy. So, I mean, it, it was a lot of fun. It was really, really cool experience. And yeah. wish we could have read the signs a little bit so we could know like what is what level, I think. Oh, yeah, because I, I think the... Struggle. We kind of just went wherever. Well, because the black, red, green, or green and blue, I, I feel like it was different. I don't know. I, I feel like I've been places where it is like you know universal but I, I don't know so yeah good good time there um and then two more places i want oh well let's do three so ankara is the the capital the capital of turkey not istanbul which people might associate with because a lot of european cities the the largest city is indeed the capital well in general a lot of a lot of places around the world but ankara is the the second largest city and that is is the capital now that is in more i'm not gonna say central but it's more centralized than a than Istanbul because Istanbul is quite westward but yeah it was an interesting city uh, not a ton to do um we went to the Ankara castle which I thought was really cool again good views of the this this uh the the surrounding city and i uh, just a little food note they have this thing called Ankara Tava which is like a what lamb shank and like the pilaf yeah ottoman yes yeah, I thought it was really good apparently I guess wasn't crazy about it but I I really I really loved it um the Ankara. Um, it, yeah, I mean, it, it, it wasn't very notable to me. Other than the castle, just the castle, really. Mm -hmm. Remember the castle and like the side, there's the mosque. Yeah. Other, our hotel was nice to that really cool mosque, the big one. I'm not going to say Washington, D.C. is like that, but I feel like a lot of capital cities around the world, like sometimes like it's just the capital very for a reason. Yeah. yeah. So, well, you know, whatever. And if you only have a short amount of time, you, you don't need to hit um, Ankara. Um, we did Adana, which we went in the south. So this was um, definitely a very hot area. We went in June, which when you tell Turks who know or anyone who knows about the city, like, oh, yeah, we went in June. It's always what? Why? What are you doing? Because it was hot, like 105. It was like this is desert vibes. This was damn hot. Where again, like we said, in Antalya, you stay inside all day because yeah. I mean, but at least Antalya, you could like relieve yourself. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. This. We went to a water park. We did. That's like the one thing we could we could do anyway. So. We we went to Adana, so we were visiting um our dear friend Estra, if she's listening. Um, her husband was you know working there, so we 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 went there for a few days and not a ton to do there. Um, but it is known for the food, the Adana kebab, which was awesome, spicy, really really yummy. And um the the, the river. Remember we did the the Turkish breakfast on the the river, the lake. I thought that was pretty, but. Other than that, you know, not not a ton to see there. Yeah. Um, Sapanja. This is a place that should have been talked about earlier, but it was, it's like a, a town, 
what, two hours from Istanbul? Eastward? I guess, like an hour and a half. Hour and a half? Um, it's in the mountain. Mm-hmm. You could say it's a village. Really beautiful. Where we That's went beautiful. we went in the winter, which I think was an awesome time to go. We re- I think when you go there, you rent, like, or do Airbnbs, those little bungalows or the... Yeah, those little cabins. cabins and Awesome, awesome. Beautiful. And there's a lake. A lake. And we were there, there's the snow and... Which was scary though, because you want to tell them about our little, little, little scary encounters in, in there. Well, us being from the U.S., we don't really know how to drive stick shift, so of course we rented, you know, an automatic car. Which I guess now that we know, automatic cars are not great for snowy, hilly roads, especially if we don't have snow chains. Which, when we picked up the car at the rental place, I think they asked us, "Do you want to pay a little bit extra for snow chains?" And we were like, "Eh." No, we don't really need it. We don't want to pay it. Yeah, we're, we're good on that. Which, I don't know why we didn't give it any thought at all, but. So tell them. So our Airbnb happened to be like one at the very top of a mountain because I had a huge view of lakes. So we were super high up on, you know, the top of a mountain. So getting there was okay because it wasn't actively snowing. There was snow, but it wasn't actively snowing. But the next day or overnight, snowed it was snowing where it was icy roads yeah the car was stuck in the driveway for one we couldn't even get it out of the driveway so that was kind of the beginning of yeah it was all downhill from there literally we had the shit we had to return the car by a certain time it's a work night really which you know the checkout was at whatever time and we have to hit up the airbnb person shout out mustafa if you're listening and we said (laughs) hey hey mustafa like we cannot we don't have a shovel you got a shovel could you could you help us so he pulls up we shovel you know we, we get out but then the fun starts we because we're on such a slope and it's just not just snow it's the ice and me i mean i come you know from maryland where it does snow here and there but it's i guess i'm not a, as good of a snow driver as i had thought so which it's i'm actually not at all on a mountain so right so he pulled we, we we are able to get out then just trying to navigate down the hill it's i kept we kept sliding and losing control and thankfully it was so snowed that when we like went off the road it wasn't like anything detrimental to our 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 safety or the car right mm-hmm. it was just going into the snow but it was just this constant hours worth which one time like we were all, we were wedged on the side they had to like mustafa hit up his friends and they had to like pull us out and then, like, Pearly is watching. I'm trying to drive. And then I start, I spun the car around at, at a slow speed. But it was still like, oh, my God, what would I do? Oh God, like, what can you do? Because you can't control it at all. Like, yeah. Sliding. It was it was scary. And then calling that rental company, like, uh, yeah, we're going to have to extend because we're kind of, like, snowed in here. So I think all in all, I think it was over three hours. It took, like, all morning. It was, how many times was it pushing, like, five of us pushing the car out? Drive, drive, drive. I swerved. Remember they had to take us to what some tire shops. Oh, we did buy the Oh, they were trash. Plastic Plastic chain. chain. Yeah. Even though like by the time we got down to the bottom, they had fallen. They were shredded off or something. But But they did the job. They got us down safely. So actually, thank you to those. It was I mean, just a little side note talking about, you know, the people there, you know, I think very hospitable people and you know, a big thing is the the tea culture, the chai, where you know, it's extend like it's a way of hospitality, right? Like, hey, you want to have a tea? Like, it's 
I feel like I don't experience that so much back home because I'm we're like iced tea heads and like you know <laughs> summer tea stuff like that. But like Mustafa, while they were doing that, like him and his parents, who they didn't speak any English and our Turkish was pretty trash, but we're still able to communicate with each other. And they just like let us come in, and you know we had already checked out, but like you know firing us up with the tea, and it was just again little communication, but it's just at the end of the day. It, you know, one of those moments where you don't have to speak the same language or anything, but you are able to communicate. And I was very grateful for that because yeah. we're freezing our tails off and just, you know, again, this tea, it really, really hit at the moment. Um, but we, but it was came to the point where I told Mustafa, like, brother, can, can you drive the car down? Like, I, I know you're not on the insurance of this car. I really don't care. I cannot do it. So he does it. And going down this, it was scary. Like, because you got to put it in like a specific shift. He had to be neutral, then to the L. D- did we drive down with him? Or he drove the car, we followed him, right? Oh, we walked down? Oh, we were in the pickup truck. I don't know. But Mustafa really, you know, I I, I don't know how we would have done it without him because I I know I could not have done that. Yeah, but, and everyone was like, experience. why are you driving an automatic car? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, like yeah, we're well, American. Well, well, it's like in Turkey, of course, majority, if not all, is manual. So they're like, first of all, why is there even a non-manual car in the first place? And why is there a non-manual car driving down a snowy mountain? Yeah, I mean... Like, we look so, so, so dumb. Because, well, it's like every country I've been, I mean, automatic is always a minority. Like, us in the U.S., we are a baby, you know? Like, yeah. if our car... I know four people personally that can drive a manual car in the U.S. It's a lost art. And, and we are at a disadvantage when we rent cars, we pay more. But two, like, like this situation, I don't know how the hell it'll do it. And thankfully... You know, he knew automatic and was able to navigate it. But I mean, it, yeah, like knowing how to do those shift gears or gear shifts. Like, I wouldn't know. Yeah. If if we were like a more isolated, no, we'd have to spend the night, you know, wait till the snow goes because I, I could not. And it, we're looking at YouTube videos trying to figure it out. It's like, I can't do it. And, uh, and it was the day before my birthday. And I was thinking, oh, are we just going to be yeah, it, was, so. it was bad, but we did make it down. And Sapanja is a beautiful place. Just again, like. Like we said before, the tribes on there are just like these little villages, and you know, with the snow, and it's a really picturesque like spot. And and our our little bungalow had a pool, had the hot tub for the low, and if this were summer vibes, like yeah, yeah parties up in there, like pool with a view of the lake. Oh, it's like it's like an infinity thing, kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, it was it was awesome. So let's get into because we don't have a ton of time. The food, food, food. So. Before going into Turkey, Turkish food, had you had any idea what it was other than like, I only knew really before I had my first time, like kebabs. I knew like doter kebab. And even that I had only had a little bit of experience. And that was what, like in England or something, like not even in the US. Yeah. So it was, I thought the Turkish food was, was awesome. I mean, definitely one of my tops because it's just, if you're a meat eater, this is the spot to go. If you're a soup man, this is the spot. If you, they got, they just have so many like meze dishes the little small plates and i mean it, it goes so i will before i ask you about yours i want to go dive into mine real quick so i got like my tops my number one when we're in gaziantep they are known for this lamb soup called bayron and we went you eat it for like breakfast you got to get there like seven in the morning remember it we runs went out. it runs out and so it's like this here i'll look up the definition yeah well while she looks so let me try to you know give you my little definition I think it's a tomato-based broth, right? And it's like vinegar in there, and then this the cut, uh, the lamb, the shredded lamb. 
you put like uh what is it called vinegar and garlic uh-huh so it is spiced lamb stock made with lamb meat and rice oh rice yeah and it's incredible like we went there two or three times and they give you like the little uh not pita but whatever little piece of bread with it and you dip it you soak it and it's it's so good and you know it's a shame, you know, we had it in Gaziantep and then we were trying to eat it in Istanbul, which was still good, but it wasn't like, like the Gaziantep was like, that's where it, it's it's known. And oh my God, it was, I, I'm making myself hungry right now. I wish I had it. Um, number two in Gaziantep, just a re- side note, they have this dessert called Katmar, which is like, how would you describe it? Like little- Isn't that like a crepe? Like a crepe, but, but it's like milk, it's served with milk. The same flavor as baklava, like the same ingredients. It just has a different kind of texture. Yeah, like cre- cre- crepey or like pancakey. Like yeah, it's the pancakey crepe so, version of baklava. It's so good. And so Gaziantep is again, Gaziantep is known for this, and it's it's incredible. Now, I then moved to my n- next dish. I think probably and I both agree. This is incredible. Iskander kebab. So, this is known from the city of Bursa that we had mentioned earlier, and. It is, how would you describe it? It's like the cut of meat, like, is it broiled or like baked? I I don't know what the meat is, but it's lamb, I believe. And it's shredded on a plate. And then you have yogurt on the side, which very big Turkish, which I'm a big yogurt man. Um, They put the yogurt on the side. Sliced donor kebab meat topped with hot tomato sauce over pieces of pita bread and generously slathered with melted special sheep's the butter Ooh, the butter oh my god that's the thing that did it the goes butter. they give you the plate we went to the spot in, in bursa which that's the only thing they had which you know a restaurant is good if that's all they got they put the big plate on in front of you then they come over with the a hot sizzling. The sizzling pan of butter and then they drip it on it or drizzle it and it is it is so good. Like mixing all those things, like it's a lot of flavors, but damn. It's a little heavy, yeah, because of the butter, Something but else. it is so good. Something else. It was, and like you can get in Istanbul, still good, but you cannot replicate like what they I'm have in Versa. Yeah, I'm pissed because <laughs> it's so, 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 so good. good. We didn't think it would be with also. No, because I was like, oh, yeah, with tomato sauce. Like, yeah. I also, I did, I, I did have the Skinner. I think that was my first meal in Turkey. I just didn't realize. It wasn't like, yeah, yeah, that. Then it, oh, good night. Now, my number three, before I let Pearly take over with some whatever, Jaw Kebab. So this is a spot we found. Uh, shout out my, my brother, Jem, if you're listening. Um, our Turkish friend who took us to, I have a little film camera in the area that we developed the film. He said, yeah, let's all go. You know, I know a little Jaw Kebab place. And I was like, I don't know what that is. Jaw Kebab, okay, whatever. So we pull up. And this restaurant, it's like a little stall, which they have pictures. It's it's world renowned, really. It's been in Taste Atlas. Um, it had newspaper clippings, and they have some other dishes, but jockey kebab is like their main thing. And so when you pull up, you see these dudes sweating their ass off, like with a fat, like kebab on a spit, roasting, but it's roasting horizontal yeah, as opposed so to the yeah. And it is a horizontally stacked, marinated. Rotating lab kebab. Yeah. Arizona. And fat from Arizona, which I want to go there out the east. And it's a fat, like, I don't even know what it would weigh. It looks humongous. Like, yeah. any kebab you've seen roasting ver- uh, vertical, it's, like, double that horizontal. And it's 
just rotating in the, the flame. And you order how many pieces you ate, or what is it? You order by the spit, which is like two pieces on a spit? Yeah. Okay. Which, I mean, you can eat a lot. I mean, I could eat a lot. They give you the little pita bread, um, and then you get the onions, and you put that in there, and maybe tomato. But then you you have to tell them, kosor. We don't have to. Okay? I think you have to. Rare steak or rare meat instead of, you know not rare and it's then, something else you, you you use your your little pita thing to pull off the meat from the spit and and you is it a spit is a spit spit roast yeah oh, okay. oh, who cares whatever whatever the 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 it doesn't matter you got me caught up now but it's like so 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 good and uh, taste atlas is like this publication and it, it has ranked this place as the top like 50 restaurants in the world or something and it is so good and we kept we, we one of the top dishes in the mental world or something yeah yeah according to taste atlas according to taste atlas because it's the jockey bob from this place and i i can't even discuss it like it's just so good and you you don't understand until you have it so that those are my big threes what what are some of your big ones that I have not I mean, there's so many but um i would say iskender and jockey bob those are like my top two so you already nailed those but one thing I absolutely loved, I think I loved a lot more than Matt did, was, like we didn't mention before, Sulach. It was like, as soon as I had that one bite of it, every time I would see it on a menu, yeah. every restaurant we would go to. This fiend, yeah. Oh, Sulach, Sulach. get it, and I would convince like everyone else to get it too. And it was just... No, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. And then what about some other desserts? You want to dive into some other desserts? And we, I'll think of some other of the, the meats. I mean, other than Sulach, Katmar, Katmar was another big one too that I loved. Um, baklava. Baklava, classic. Lokum. Oh, yeah. Tell us what lokum is. So when people think of Turkish delight, they think of like, you know, those little mini chewy squares, like from Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah, yeah, that's my first heard of it. Yeah, yeah. He ate the little Turkish delight with the powdered sugar. But I guess lokum, I don't even know that it, is it still considered. Turkish delight. Apparently it is, yeah. But it's completely different, and I don't even know how to really explain it. So. Well, while she looks, I'll, I'll give a picture. So, okay, first of all, when you go to the bazaars, it's like these, there's these stands where there's these long, like the size of like your arm length and the the width, um, I don't know, of like a, like a, like a glass, like a cup. It's yeah. very thick, and it's just... It's like your arm. The arm, exactly, and it's all these different colors and it's like cream inside and I don't even know how to describe it, but it, it's, there, there's so many different flavors. We've had, you know, just the, the typical, the pistachio, peanut, they had like Oreo and you buy it by the weight. And so in a box, you can get like three of them and it's so good. It's actually like addicting <laughs> where if we get a whole box, we're slamming that in a night. And it, as unhealthy as that is, it's a treat. It's so good. Like to the point where we would fight. We would. <laughs> you eat my share. Yeah. And what does it say? What it means? Well, okay. It does say there are different types of Turkish delight. So yes, the main one is like the little cube squares. Well, it just says it's made from starch, sugar, forms a gel. Forms a gel. They, the gel is important. Sweetened with honey or molasses instead. Um, once the gel has been formed, it's either cut into cubes or dipped into icing sugar. Yeah, it's just, or it could be layered and rolled. So the ones we like are like the rolled ones. So, so, so good. I love that. Um, 
yeah, the desserts were, were pretty incredible. Oh, uh, Kunefe was good. That's like... That's okay, yeah. I really like that because of the honey. That's well, like what, crispy cheese? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, really, really good. And then so some other things, some other honorable mentions, the Turkish breakfast. You have to get the Turkish breakfast where they, they fire you up. Like everything. And in Trabzon, you know, they're known for their special cheese. It's like this cheese that you really have to eat. Like it comes out boiling. Like It looks like an egg. That's how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's whipped and like they put the spoon in and lift it. It's like dangling off it. And you really have to eat it like as soon as you can because otherwise it gets congealed and kind of. We ate at the server, like force it into Matt's mouth. Yeah, like crazy. But Turkish breakfast is awesome. Everywhere we went, like you just always, someone has a different variation to it. And, you know, the cheeses, the breads, the the butters, the the dairy products in Turkey are very, very good. I think. Oh, Kaimak is is so good. Um, their ice cream was really good out there. Uh, yeah, it's just like the milk flavored ice cream. It's the so main flavor is just so yummy. And also lamajun, which is like, what would you call it? Like a pita kind of thing with like almost like a pizza, like a very thin yeah, like a thin, but you roll it up. Yeah, you roll it up, which we didn't. We didn't know, so we were like crazy what? about it. Yeah. We left. That's so good. We got a spot up near our, our crib. Um. Pide, which is, and for those of you who've been to Georgia, it's very similar because it's like in the Black Sea because uh, Trabzon is not far from the Georgian border. Um, Pide is like the the Hachapuri, which is, how would you describe it's it? It's a boat. Yeah, but it's really like emphasis on like a lot of cheese and an egg in there, which the Turkish one, not so much with the egg, but the cheese, it goes. Like it's it's so good. It's like a pizza boat, really. Not like, you know, crappy pizza boat like in back home, like mm-hmm. some of the children, but it's so good. Um, Adana, like we mentioned, Adana kebab. You know, well, I think we're, we should focus on one thing. Which one? We're forgetting. Oh my god! How could I forget? Oh, that's in my top. Okay, okay. Tell us what's that? Yeah, actually, we that could have been for both of us, but it was like a food that we sadly, at least I sadly, didn't fall in love with until like literally the very last week of our time in Turkey of the year we were there. So what is it? Manta is kind of like ravioli. <laughs> But it's a lot better than ravioli, and it just comes in a super, super, like, creamy, garlicky yogurt sauce, which I don't know how to explain it, but nothing I could say would do it justice. Yogurt with, like, you put the, the chili, not chili powder, but what's the red, like, it's not just the, well, I guess it could, but there's different variations, but. Like a chili sauce? Yeah. Like, and it, it makes it red. So damn good. I'm a sucker for countries with dumplings. Inside, and like, little pieces of so meat. Oh my god. Like this is a, okay, I remember trying in the very beginning and I liked it. Pearly wasn't crazy about it. And we had it really we had it at school, which the school lunch That's what tasted it. I thought it was okay. Like I fired it up. Like I feel like the school lunch really gave like a super bad first impression for all Turkish foods, which it's my fault for like, you know, falling for that kind of trap, but the manta in the school was just so bad and I just assumed all manta was like not very good. Yeah, which came to that, which was sad because it's like, okay, you're alien, like it's known in this country. I, like, I think my first experiences with Monta outside of school were also not the greatest either. It wasn't until we went to like an actual good place. Well, but the, the problem is, so we've been to Cappadocia, well, I've been three times. Carceri is like a that's where Monta is known for. And we had mm-hmm. not tried Monta yet, which is disrespectful. But we went to in Kash, a spot, I guess, not known for Monta, but it, you know, a lot of Turkish restaurants. So, we fired up. I don't know how I found it or someone found it. It was a Manta place. I think I found it. You found it? No, first we ate Manta literally 
the restaurant at the beach at Kaputash. Oh, that was so good was too. Yeah. So random. But then I remember having that, having super low expectations because it's, you know, beach food. <laughs> but that it was good. It was so good. And I think later that day I was like, well, I bought it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look for like a monster spot or something. And then we happened to find one and And we found it. So they only had monta. Well, maybe some other things, but you could get remember like a fried monta with the yogurt or just the regular oh. boiled matzo. And well, we got a funny story, but it was so good with the yogurt. Like oh. my mouth is watering. It's it was incredible. So good that I fainted. <laughs> so apparently, like we were just after the boat tour, and apparently, apparently don't listen to me. You know, I, anytime I tell her to do something, you know, it's for her own good. I'm trying. Like I told her, drink water, drink water. Doesn't drink water. Well, it comes to bite you in the ass because that night. You know, we're like melted from being outside all day in the heat. She like faints while we're eating manta. And so I realized like as, you know, a spoonfuls of manta, like, yeah, she's not not well. So like she, I mean, it's kind of scary. She like lost consciousness and whatever. And, you know, I realized, okay, we got to go to the hospital. Well, I told her like, okay, can you hold your fainting for a little bit? Let me, let me finish your manta. So I'm like stuffing my face the manta. Like, it was so it. good. I need to finish. It was so good. And it's like, I cannot waste this. I'm sorry. It's so good. But it was all, it was good in the end. But like we, we went out and, you know, we had to get someone to call the ambulance. So we spent time at a Turkish hospital, which we, we spent several times at, you know, throughout the year, you know, lacrosse injuries and this and that. But, but yeah, free, free everything. Free everything. No cost for yeah. the ambulance, no cost for the hospital visit, which was crazy. That was my first trip on an ambulance. And I was so scared of how much money I was going to pay. Well, Sadly, that's. What happens when you're, you know, yeah. where you at? <laughs> but yeah, so, but with the Monta part, like, we went back the next day because, like, I need that. We and, went back two dinners in a row. And it was. It so was our last good. dinner. Yeah. It was incredible. Like, I think, I, did I do two bowls? I think I may have. Yeah. Cause you also did the half and half. You did both, like, the fried and. Incredible. Incredible. And so we are always. And then. Our friend took us to one in, in Istanbul. And just it was super good. So good. Just the different variations. It has a lot of different places. Yeah. And good night. I want that. So, yeah, before we do our little lightning round, um, I wanted to just, we'll talk about Turkish. I wish we had learned more Turkish than we did. And I'm very regretful of that because I always say that going to a new country, I've got to learn it, learn it. And I was very lazy with that. But some funny, like, so we did learn some and we were able to, you know, communicate low and stuff like that. But, I just wanted to talk about a funny, you know, anecdote. We we went to the movie theater, which good price there compared to U.S. Good night, like a third of the price. And we, we is is a place I've been to the movies in several countries, but this is one that has intermission. Remember, which we were the only ones in the theater. The lights come on, and we thought like, like they, oh, wanna, they forget. Yeah, <laughs> they did not know someone's thought, there. So maybe they want to save money. Yeah, yeah, so we're sitting there, and they it's but, super abrupt. Yeah, Not? like while someone's like, talking, like literally mid conversation, shuts down, lights go off. Yeah, yeah, lights yeah. Go on. And it's like, oh, okay. Uh, but then it was a picture of popcorn on the screen and in Turkish. So we kind of figured, like, oh, it's got to be like some kind of intermission, right? Like they're giving us a break to go get popcorn. So we do the Google Translate with the camera, and I guess the word for popcorn in Egypt are the same. The country word. Egypt. The country oh, Egypt. Happened to be the same so. Word. So it said uh, in English, Egypt is a good idea. So I saw her like, oh, oh are Turkey and Egypt like did something just like, was there like an agreement or something with Turkey and Egypt? Like, so yeah, that was funny. And then one last story I want to say with the language. We went to in Balat and uh, we went for like an anniversary weekend. 
And this is the area we talked about before, the colored houses, really cool vibes. And it's very conservative. And so alcohol is hard to find here. Which again, another preconceived notion, like, oh, Turkey being predominantly Muslim, oh, they don't drink. No, they drink the house down. They this this liquor called Raqqa whole and and the, the culture with the Raqqa is it, it's it's they're, they're big drinkers there, whatever. So this is the conservative area, so not a lot of alcohol. So I'm pulling up to different places, you know, pearly sleeping, like, hey, do you guys have wine? Like, you know, and, and like English, like, oh, alcohol, blah, blah, blah. Everyone says, No, 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 we don't have it, we don't have it. I've gone to like seven different places. And I say to the one guy, like, oh, wine, wine? And he says to me, like, shut up. Shut up. So I'm thinking, like, oh, is it, be like, be quiet, don't talk about alcohol here? Or, like, is he pissed at me, like, shut up, like, don't don't come in here with that. So <laughs> he points somewhere else. And again, I thought he was, like, kicking me out. But he wasn't, like, ye- like, yelling. It was, like, a smile, like, shut up, shut up. But he kept pointing. So I just, like, left and was, like, um. You just told me to shut up. Just told me to shut up. Like, <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. I mean, I know it's like hard to find here and I probably shouldn't pull up to these places and ask there's alcohol, but whatever. So I am able to get alcohol at the end of the day. But I was telling Pearly this, like, yeah, they were telling me to shut up and stuff. It's very weird. I'm telling all my Turkish coworkers and they're like, Matt, shut up means wine in Turkish. So I was like, oh, shut up, not shut up. So it's just one of like the funniest things where it's like eerily similar. It is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like, Oh, he's, he was actually asking me, wine, wine. And I thought he was saying, shut up, shut up. So classic, classic, classic. Now, our last part here, I wanted to do a quick lightning round. And I I want to, let, let's do it both together, really. So whatever comes first your mind. So best, this is all turkey, okay? So no, no, don't stray from it. Best food, all things considered. I'm going to pick Bayron. Jakobab. Jakobab. Best site. I'm gonna pick just the the the. I'm torn between the Cappadocia, like the. Okay, it's lightning round. I'm gonna tell you my best site was probably the the Trabzon, being up in the mountain and seeing like the the mount the snow top mountains, like with the lake below. But there are so many sites. That's- I was gonna say Trabzon too, if not like the Mediterranean. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so yeah, okay. I'll say Trabzon. Was my okay, um, best vibes for me. I think just, I actually say this somewhat really, just because it, the vibe wise, like there, there's a vibe for everyone kind of thing. You want like the the crazy, whatever you got that, you want chill vibes, the cafe culture, everything. I mean, granted, you could say it's a lot about Turkish cities, but in terms of the cosmopolitanism, like it's Istanbul, best vibes for me. Yeah, definitely Istanbul. Okay. Now, best restaurant. I'm going to have to say. The Jakobov? I'm probably going to say, okay, if you say Jakobov, my. Like because it's. The food, yeah. The food. I think mine was the whole the the Bayram soup place because of just how like cool it was. Like it was so informal. You pull up and like everyone just chilling there seven in the morning. You know, cracking down. Like it was just really, really awesome. I would also say the Turkish breakfast. Oh, what any? Yeah, those are awesome. Now, best experience straight up. I think the difference between this and the sites. I think all things considered, the best experience was so many, but. I'm going to say our little little road trip if, if you know, we, we took some public transport, but up along the coast where it really was the whole pull off kind of thing, you know, just like uh, like, I mean, I know you're for California, the PCH and stuff, but I mean, I don't really have that. So like the whole driving and like the drive itself is the experience, you know what I mean? And even in the buses, like, oh, my God, look at this beach. Oh, look at this beach. Like that thing with the water and just our we're snaking our way up north and we didn't make it as far as we had anticipated, but 
it was the beauty of just like going without a plan seeing what the where we will go it was more also because of the time constraint we didn't really have as you know we had a week we had we knew we had to fly from this part but just the whole going up north with the waterway and, yeah i would say the hot air balloons in cappadocia I, that's kind of like a site that i think that was the best experience for me incredible so yeah thank you so much for coming on season two again i think we have come to the conclusion that all y'all need to add turkey to your don't sleep on on it right if y'all thinking like all greek islands for the summer yeah it might be ram if you want to go somewhere more low-key hit hit the neighbor okay and save your wallet save your wallet and try to know better yeah like find the turkish food in your local areas it's hard to find i'll tell you but if you can go we gave you a list of recommendations yeah so all right everyone so ciao ciao that's turkish what's good (laughs) see ya